Ceiling Breakers is where we showcase everyday women doing extraordinary things. It's where we pull out the unspoken stories that validate our experiences and unifies us as women. Join us as we defy the narrative and highlight Wichita women as non-conforming, patriarchy-shattering, ceiling-breaking leaders who empower us to own our stories and live our dreams. Cold morning, everyone. Why is it so cold? <laughs> it is. Welcome to another episode of Ceiling Breakers. We missed you guys last week. Yes. We were uh, we were We gone. missed each other last week. We, we didn't see each other for a week, and we like don't even know <laughs> what's so much going on. Today. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. we're back. We're back live at the Hive with another episode with Renee and Stacy, and we're so excited for today's guest. We have Amanda Myers from uh, the executive director of the Wichita Family Crisis Center. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, big Good month. You're here. Big month. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We were just saying every month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It yeah. should be. Yes. 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 Um, the big month. We have a big campaign going on. So we'll get to that. But we like to start with having you kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. We know you're from another uh, state. I <laughs> am. And how Transplant to yes. Utah. It's kind of a saga, but I'll try and be brief. Um, so I was born in Buffalo, New York. Um, and you probably know a little bit of this, but um, I went to school in Washington, D.C. undergraduate, and that's where I started in this topic. So I started um, as an undergraduate trying to decide if I wanted to go to law school by working at a legal aid clinic that helped women who were survivors of domestic violence and um, had immigration issues who were below the poverty level and only spoke Spanish. It was a very niche legal aid clinic um, and really was inspired by this issue. Um, in addition to having some, you know, knowing about it from when I was a, from when I was a kid and growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did ultimately end up going to law school, and I did a domestic violence clinic when I was in law school. So that allowed me to actually practice law under the supervision oh. of a professor, but yeah. practice these issues. So mm-hmm. it's like family law issues and custody and all kinds of attendant issues to right. domestic violence. And then after law school, I moved to Chicago and practiced law there, and then I just... Um, I volunteered at a women's shelter there. And so they saw domestic violence issues, but they just, you know, they generally dealt with the homeless population mm-hmm. of women. Um, and that's how I just sort of kept in touch with this issue. Mm-hmm. We moved here, mm-hmm. moving on. Yeah. I know, we moved here. Um, <laughs> and I was home with my kids for a little while and then just started back in by volunteering mm-hmm. and grant writing and being an advocate and then just kind of decided this was, it was time. It was time to like take this on full time. Yeah. So that's yeah. the saga. Like mm-hmm. I said, it is. Mm-hmm. It's an epic story. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's Amanda awesome. has holds a special place in my heart for a lot of different reasons because <laughs> we had very tiny children together mm-hmm. and, and were part of that kind of stay-at-home moms group um, for a while. Um, but also that kind of trajectory of starting off working in domestic violence, you know, very early on, but mm-hmm. always having mm-hmm. like some sort of. You know, it's kind of the backbone of a lot of the advocacy and things that you've, you know, done through your whole adult life, and I'm, I'm kind of the same way. And so um, I think that speaks to so many different things, but I know for me, like, having started there and met women, you know, who mm-hmm. were survivors, um, you know, still to this day, I see some of their faces, right. and I'm sure you probably do too, mm-hmm. um, that it does take hold of you, and it becomes something very powerful that you do you don't ever, you know, stop kind of 
fighting that fight, I guess. Although I hope to someday. Yeah, right. No, I mean, it's still stunning to me that 20 years in, yes, I am still, right. we're still seeing the same numbers. Yep. We're talking about the same issues. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, a lot right. of that is, and domestic violence underlies so many different issues, right? It does. Domestic terrorism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mental health issues, mm-hmm. drug addiction, all those things, right. you know, you know, there's a predication of, of domestic violence involved. Yeah. So. yeah. And I think that's the other thing too, that's, you know, many people, I guess, don't necessarily think about or understand is that anytime you're working in social services or any sort of, you know, field, anytime you're working with people, really, you are working with domestic violence victims and survivors, and that becomes a part of mm-hmm. the way that, that they interact with you and the way, mm-hmm. you know, um, I did the ride along, you know, with police a mm-hmm. couple weekends yeah. ago, and mm-hmm. the police are, you know, number one, the front lines in the domestic mm-hmm. violence field right now. Yes, they are. And they are dealing with all of this, like 47% mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. crime, mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, right. um, you know, not having been trained, and that's pretty much, you know, half of what they do. Mm-hmm. It really is, and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and they've seen a dramatic increase in, in aggravated assault, so aggravated right. domestic violence incidents yeah. have been increasing in the city, um, and they have been amazing. I can't give them enough credit in, sure. in their response yeah. to this issue. Yeah. Um, because it helps us that it makes our lives a little bit easier, you know, when we're mm-hmm. dealing with the crisis mm-hmm. response. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah. So maybe for those who aren't as familiar, I know we all are here, right. but um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about like how we define domestic violence and then kind of just like what the, maybe not day to day, every day is different, but mm-hmm. kind of what that looks like um, in the shelter and then in the community with the Wichita Family Crisis Center and the work that you guys do. One of the main aspects of domestic violence or you know essential definitions that I try and focus on is the fact that it's about power and control so we often think immediately domestic violence is physical violence Mm -hmm. in um, an intimate partner relationship but really it's about power control and I think that's important to emphasize because I think that's where it starts it can start Mm -hmm. very subtly Mm -hmm. um, and it can be emotional verbal financial it usually is all of those things which escalates Mm -hmm. to physical and sexual violence Um, and so it's a whole it's a spectrum of behaviors and issues that are happening Um, at the crisis center we do offer confidential shelter um, but we also offer I mean support groups and classes we have Mm -hmm. legal advocacy so we have two advocates in the courthouse one helping with protections Mm -hmm. from abuse and one helping with victim services um, Mm -hmm. and victims who are going through like the prosecution process Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have we have 24-7 medical advocacy and that's a very it's an astounding program, in my opinion, sure. because somebody is always on call. Yeah. So that if there's somebody that goes to the ER as a result of domestic violence, mm-hmm. one of us will be there with them. Yeah. Um, and that I think is life saving in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and just we have two classes, which I or two support groups, which I loved and I miss doing in the Cedric County Jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you know that really connects us with our human trafficking population. Mm-hmm. So sure. there's a slew of services in addition to shelter. And shelter is not just about keeping someone's physical body safe, right? Like right. it's about really getting them back on their feet. I mean, yeah. for us, it's about healing from trauma and, and allowing people to have a safe, independent, fulfilling life. You know, mm-hmm. whether that means helping with jobs or housing or childcare. I mean, childcare is huge. It's so expensive, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's wraparound services, all of that. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad that you know, we have this resource in this community um, because it's really important. Yeah, no, it is really important. And and as you kind of talked about, not only the numbers really kind of stayed the same for a number of years, but really here in Wichita, um, we've seen those numbers keep rising Mm -hmm. and we've seen our our shelter space, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. diminish them because we're not able to house everybody. So maybe kind of talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about the, the, 
why shelter space is important in terms of keeping people safe, but how that then affects when you when you are struggling to put people in the space. Right. You know? yeah. And and, and um, people who've heard my spiel have heard this before, but mm-hmm. honestly, we only have about 60 beds, mm-hmm. 60 confidential domestic violence beds in right. this city between our shelter mm-hmm. and Harbor House, and we work very closely with them. Yeah. So if we don't have space, we call them. If they don't have space, they call us. And then if neither of us has space, we never turn anyone away mm-hmm. and because, you know, it's very dangerous out there and the likelihood of getting reabused or worse mm-hmm. is very high. Right. Um, so we will put people in hotels under anonymous names. We will relocate them. We will try and find a shelter in an adjoining county if we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the, turn, the, the numbers, the lack of capacity numbers I often give are between 40 to 50 women and children a month that we lack capacity mm-hmm. for right. um, but I had we crunched some numbers just a week ago and we saw that um, between last year and this year we had a 700% increase in the number of people we were putting in hotels yeah. and just to back up from that the reason mm-hmm. so we were talking about the aggravated assaults and this dramatic mm-hmm. increase so that means mm-hmm. just, just the kind of violence that we're seeing is worse right Yes. Um, and like I said, the police have been amazing, and they ins- they implemented a lethality protocol. Mm-hmm. So if they go to a domestic violence incident, um, they will do an assessment, a safety assessment. Yeah. And it's, you know, has he tried to strangle you? It's all these questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they the victim rate's high enough, then they will call our hotline. Mm-hmm. And we've just seen, like, in two months, we saw, like, a 68% increase in lethality calls. So um, when when the police call us, you know, I'm not saying, sorry, we don't have any room. You right, know, right. I will, you know, we're calling around to the hotels, yeah. or like I said, other shelters and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. So that's the kind of, so in addition, I mean, for a city this size, we don't really have that many beds. No. But we've also, you know, that it's getting worse. Right. Um, and so I just think... It's an amazing community, and mm-hmm. when people start to hear about this, yeah. you yes. know, they'll realize that it's just a matter of... I think of when people realize thing. that's all the beds, because I think they mm-hmm. think, oh, that's just, like, one shelter, but there's a bunch, right? And it's right. like, no, that's no. everything. Yeah. That's yeah. both. That's, that's it's always full, and I, um, uh, a, lot, a lot of people don't know that um, that was my first job at a college mm-hmm. working at the crisis center, and I did the, did the crisis line. I worked um, in the shelter. I worked in the community, um, in, in the court. Uh, courthouse and um, doing ride-alongs and doing all that stuff and I don't think um, I would have if I wouldn't have done that kind of work or volunteered in that kind of work I don't think I would realize it either it's just one of those things where you're like oh you you know that happens every once in a while or it's like constant like the first time I remember sitting there like reading the handbook when I first started, and then I was thinking, what did I get myself into? Because the phone just kept ringing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is that the crisis line? It just kept ringing and right, ringing, and right. and and the fact that it's getting worse. I mean, is there, is this like a nationwide problem? Is this just specific to Wichita and Kansas? What is there a reason? I for think the a, little sure. a little of yeah. both. A little of both. I think mm-hmm. nationally we've seen numbers increasing. I think it's also a bit of a Wichita issue. Yeah. The, you know, the police would say, yeah. although it's mm-hmm. it's it's going to be getting better. I think. Um, and you know the reason behind it. I mean, I can only speculate. Um, right. I have my thoughts on the issue. Um, <laughs> but well, I think, as you mentioned, you know, when you're talking about all of the issues in in terms of you know economic opportunity and childcare mm-hmm. and you know all of the things that play into part, those are all things. Mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all mm-hmm. conversations we're having in Wichita as well. And to mm-hmm. me, it's absolutely no. Um, you know, there, there, there is a correlation between all the things. They don't exist in a vacuum, mm-hmm. you know, that when there's a lack of child care, when mm-hmm. there's a lack of affordable child care, and you have housing issues, and you have mental health issues that continue to um, kind of climb, 
this is you know what you mm-hmm. see then this yeah. is kind of the, yeah. the result yeah. of all of that mm-hmm. and so um, really helping people understand number one that it's an issue and it exists mm-hmm. but number two yeah. that there is a way to prevent it mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is yeah. a way to you know there's there's prevention efforts that you know there is a lot of time and effort and money that has to go into protecting people right now mm-hmm. um, but that the larger community conversation yeah. really does have to be around how do we you know kind of instead of band-aiding this how do we put things in place that keeps you know it from mm-hmm. happening and that's I mean that's a larger conversation so yeah it, it's interesting that you started out with October mm-hmm. being domestic violence awareness month because I think it's also important to highlight February, which is Teen Dating Violence yes. Prevention Month. I mean, right. honestly, the, the mm-hmm. numbers of teen, and this is where yeah. this starts, right? Yeah. I mean, we were talking yeah. about the beliefs and behaviors and values. Yeah. And the only thing in this, you know, like I said, they've been doing this for 20 years and nothing's changed. The only thing that's actually shown to make a difference in the numbers of domestic violence incidents is prevention. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. whenever I go and talk to schools, I emphasize it is you guys. Yeah. You're the generation, you're the generation that's going to fix the world from the giant mess we've left it in really? um, with regards to the environment. Yeah. But also you're the generation that's going to really address this issue. Sure. And it, it's not just about, you know, interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. but it's about being a bystander who gets involved and knows yeah. what's going on yeah. and, you know, attacks these issues before it becomes, it gets to the level of physical violence, right? When it's right. still at this subtle power and control yeah. and you recognize what's going on. So I can't talk about that enough. It's really hard to get funding yeah. for prevention work, yeah. um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And and we're so busy putting a Band-Aid on things that, yeah. you know, it's yeah. hard for us to get out and do it. But that is really what's going to make a sea change mm-hmm. in this issue. <laughs> well, for we, sure. had, we had Christy on from um, Jana's campaign. And mm-hmm. that's like, oh, yeah. kind of, you know, when, when Jana died, it was like, Quentin and Christy were trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do? we got to do something. Mm-hmm. But what, where's, and they met with, you know, the shelters. They met mm-hmm. with advocacy groups they were in Topeka they did all you know they were trying to figure out how where can we help mm-hmm. where is there a need and yeah prevention was where they saw the need so sure. but they can't just be them you know, I know. <laughs> we've got to right. make it we've got to make it a priority in the schools we've got to make it it's not just anti-bullying it's mm-hmm. like a whole it's like exactly. the next level and we were just talking before we went live about the technology it's right. going to be even worse with technology yes. oh it is I mean some mm-hmm. of the I had a whole yeah. list of stats but the, some of the stats I'm seeing about you know, people texting and, and uh, reaching out on social media 30, 40, 50 times a day. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's incredible. No, for so, sure. And I think, I mean, we're talking a lot about um, intervention with youth when it comes to all kinds of different issues, academic yeah. issues, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. all these things in this community. Right. We really need to talk about the social stuff too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and nothing's going to get better unless yeah. we deal with all, the whole 360 picture. Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Well, so even, yeah, just that mental health component of, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I know as a, as a parent, you know, talking to my kids about it's okay to have these feelings and these emotions, but how you, um, the coping mechanisms and yeah. how they, they play out, oh, you yes. know, and what that looks like. So it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be jealous right. and it's okay to, you know, have these yeah. emotions, they're very real mm-hmm. human emotions, but talking to kids about what are healthy and unhealthy ways of, of behaving and talking about the behaviors um, is just conversations yeah. that I just they're mm-hmm. just not getting. Yeah, and it's so hard. I mean, and and, and you know it goes back. It's all of that, like the bystander mm-hmm. intervention, right. just your reactions to things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really easy for me to tell my teenager, like if you say something, if you see something, say something, kind right. of a thing. Yeah. But, 
I don't know. I remember high really school. Do it. Oh yeah. my gosh, right? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Really do it. I talk yeah. a big game. You I know. know. Oh, I know. And yeah, especially, you know, in some of that of like, I mean, even when, you know, my kid will come to me and say, I'm having this issue at school. And I'm like, well, I really feel like you probably need to talk to a teacher or somebody about that. And she's just like, I can't talk to a teacher about that. You know, I mean, yeah. just like, right. you know, I would be narking. And then yeah. I, you know, right. I mean, Oh. Right, <laughs> so, right. Just fighting that sort of stuff that's yeah. very yeah. real for these it kids. Is. You know, it's very real. And it's 24 mm-hmm. 7. It's not yeah. like we go home and it's, mm-hmm. you know, know. a safe place like it, it perhaps was for us. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole it's new very level. Different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't have any, any let's make sure the sound works. Yeah. Do we need to, like, check the sound. Okay. Make sure we're, like, not. Gotta, Sorry, everybody. You know, we're not tech people. Abby and Andy seem to be able to. Oh, they all make sure. Can you hear us? I always get nervous when people join and then, like, go away. Because I'm like, does it mean that they can't hear us? Can't hear us or can't see us? Cause just because we can see it. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. That it, like, yeah, again, with the technology. I, I know. Yeah. We'll double check that before and beyond we... <laughs> my yeah. capacity. So I okay. feel like, um, I don't know, just trying to dig deep, deeper. So what, what can we do as a community? Obviously, we need to have these conversations. What can just, like... The average person that doesn't work in social services that mm-hmm. doesn't isn't around this stuff all the time, like what what can they do? I think one of the first things is kind of doing what we're doing today, which is mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. this issue and recognizing that it it means something in your life. I mean, mm-hmm. you may think that this is something that's you know, this is all about um, drug addicts and homeless people, and right. I promise you it's not. It's I mean, not. the stats yeah. are one in three yeah. women mm-hmm. are a victim of domestic violence, and I promise you if you have a teenager yes. that they know about it or experiencing mm-hmm. it. Sure. So I think that's really important. And then I think, um, and, and then, you know, to that end, give us a call, and we will come and we'll talk to your school. We'll talk yeah. to your church. We'll talk to your community organization. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd love to get out there and just start the conversation. Sure. That's one thing. And then I think the other thing is that as a community in Wichita, we have to realize that, like, a high tide raises all boats, right? So mm-hmm. um, we are doing amazing things in this community. And someone was speaking about that this morning when I was listening on the radio. Um, but I think um, it's important to recognize that this community is about all of us. Yeah, it's right. not just about um, right. improvements for certain mm-hmm. sectors, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, our administrative mm-hmm. office is in the 67214 zip code, and mm-hmm. it's right off of Broadway, and right. um, obviously our shelter's in a confidential location, but that community is our community, mm-hmm. whether it's trafficking victims and domestic violence victims, and right. we're committed to that zip code, and, you know, I think it's really important mm-hmm. to... to for the whole community is at writ large to recognize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, it, it's been heartening to me to have that conversation start to expand a little bit more. I'm involved with Leadership Wichita this year, and, and mm-hmm. we've been having a lot of those conversations, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which has it's been good. really nice because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, here's, like, Wichita leaders, like, all in this good. group. And we're talking about this stuff, and that is one of the things that we kind of keep echoing to each other is – if you're comfortable in Wichita and you are kind of the downtown corridor, or east or west side kind of suburban areas, all of this stuff, you, you're, you're in a bubble. Yeah. Um, you really are in a bubble as to what's going on outside. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, and this is a criticism that I, you know, am very vocal about <laughs> our leadership, our local leadership, is that there is a lot of attention um, and a lot of talk about, you know, Riverfront Legacy yep. and downtown and the things that are happening, which are amazing things. And right. they absolutely have to happen, and we have to have those conversations. So I'm not disparaging any of yeah. that work that's being mm-hmm. done. But 
we also have to have parallel conversations mm-hmm. about what's going on at mm-hmm. 13th and Grove right, right. and 47th right. and Hydraulic mm-hmm. and Meridian and Orient yes. and mm-hmm. 21st and Waco. You know, I mean, there's a whole other city around us mm-hmm. that if we just continue to kind of pretend doesn't exist yeah. and we just going, we just keep going, oh, you know, this domestic violence problem and this mental health and right. this crime, you right. know, yeah. all of it. Yes. We're just going to sweep that over to the rug here and, you know, put up the big glossy, fun, you know, sexy stuff. Yeah. Um, then, you know, the, the other issues that we see a, a community as a whole with the economic stagnation and yeah. inability to attract and retain talent and having trouble with workforce and jobs, that doesn't get any better It's going either. to get worse. That's exactly right. <laughs> and so really trying to help people understand that even if you're not dealing with this or seeing mm-hmm. it every day yes. in your everyday life, that not acknowledging it and not having a conversation about it and not addressing it really does bring us all down. It really does. I mean, we can learn from, you know, mm-hmm. sister cities of, of similar Absolutely. sizes. I mean, you know this more mm-hmm. than I do, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's yes. not, it won't end well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, but again, I think just getting the word out there is really mm-hmm. going to help because people do care about the least among us, you know, yes. and they do, yes. you know, are very much want to be involved in these kinds of issues. For and sure. I mean, it, the fact of the matter is that I have plenty of clients that, you know, are not impoverished, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. you know, this right. affects every socioeconomic level. Yes, it um, it's just still a taboo. Yeah. So, yeah, it's still a taboo, and you know, there are people who do end up having resources. You know, yeah, which is great for them um, to be able to to address it, and that's you know, then a whole other dynamic of of um, of having the resources and then you yeah. know, seeking them out and util- utilizing them in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have people who don't have the resources to get themselves yeah. out of a violent um, situation, then that's where, you know, the rest of the community needs to help. I think safety so. Net. Yeah, yeah, I really sure. need having so. And you're just getting the information. Of, mm-hmm. cause I, remember, I remember the, you know, like the client intake and like giving them like the power and control, like mm-hmm. wheel and all. And they're just like, oh, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like what's happening to me is happening to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think right. sometimes they don't think that, especially yeah. if they don't have that you know they're not able, again they're not able to talk about it i think that's we're, talk, we're saying we need to talk about things and i think that's mm-hmm. also difficult because even if it's happened to people it happened to us or happened to people that we know we're not just like openly talking about that right, right, right. we try to you know we try to keep the, it was in the past or we try to keep things secret or we don't mm-hmm. want people to know certain things about our family members or our friends mm-hmm. so i think that's another reason why it's hard to it's very personal for a lot of people but maybe right. we're not able to like recognize that i know yeah. and so you know if you're able to share your story um if even if it's not personal just being able to talk about the just how it's an issue in general i think maybe that will help mm-hmm. yeah. because i think that that's 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 part of the problem is that it's such a it was always seen as like, oh, that's a family issue. That's right. You know, but right. now we're like, let's talk oh, about sure. it. And it's like, oh, well, what if I don't want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Or what if I know pe- know somebody that I've even, you know, reached out to and they don't want to, they, right. I, they don't talk about it. So right. I think that's, it's still kind of this like secret thing. Yeah. Right. So I love being able to like, be like, look at all these resources and books and things mm-hmm. and, yeah. and yeah. probably even more so now, more resources out there for, for teens, for the prevention piece, for mm-hmm. um, just... Uh, to me, it was just like really eye-opening when, when they just didn't know that this was this was a, a thing that we were this is what we're calling it. It's not mm-hmm. you know, and I've been reading a lot of um, Steinem's new book and a lot mm-hmm. of new stuff where it's like when people started you know saying battered women and mm-hmm. it was just like 
that was just the way of life. She, right, she right. mentions like oh, now we use terms like better women and, and sexual assault and that used to just be like life yeah. for women. Right. <laughs> so right. yeah. so like, we've come a long way but it's marriage. still yeah. right. <laughs> that is true. Things have so, gotten better. Yeah. We've come a long way but it's still mm -hmm. so reading that it like made me feel good about like how far we have come but yes we have so much further to go because a lot of people just think yeah it's a non-issue it doesn't happen to very many people if right. it does they're just getting help and everything's fine right, right. and i think that's well typical think nonprofit world anyway but maybe speaking a little bit too and talking about the see something say something because mm -hmm. i think that is like super scary for a lot yeah. of people and we talked about you know the teenagers but i think for adults yeah like, it is that's somebody else's life that's, that's their yeah. business like you want to make it worse what what part can I play or how mm -hmm. can I be of help in a situation that doesn't look right or doesn't feel right? right you know, yeah, and I, I think t the two refrains that I will, and I'm mm -hmm. glad you raised this because mm -hmm. I try and say this every time I speak, mm -hmm. is either if you're out there and you think you may be in an abusive situation mm -hmm. or um, it, just in a situation you're not sure about, doesn't mm -hmm. feel right to you, your instincts are off, yeah. you're not imagining it and it's not your fault. Yeah. Um, and if you have a friend that's in a situation, mm -hmm. please remind him or her, you're not imagining it, it's not your fault. Yeah. And just go talk to someone. Yeah. Um, all of our services are free, confidential, and voluntary. Yeah. We are mandated statutorily to, no, to not disclose any yeah. details. Right. So come, and if you think, oh, first of all, we're never gonna tell you you're being ridiculous, but just right. come and talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. And I have had plenty of clients who are very, you know, prominent in this community who I can't necessarily meet at our administrative office because mm -hmm. it's just not safe for them. So our advocates will go and meet you in a public place. Yes. I mean, we had to meet them at the mm -hmm. gym or at a coffee shop just so that, you know, that doesn't pop up on their radar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, and I mean, I've literally just said that over and over again. You're not imagining this and, you know, it's not your fault. Yeah. Um, and that's, it takes as much saying that as many times as they've heard right that you know it is there because it you know we know it's a cycle right mm -hmm. and that that part right when they're really sorry yeah. and they're mm -hmm. really loving you really think every single time yeah. that's the way it's going right. to be um and i'll be honest it's hard for me to even talk about this because i've had a lot of just prominent people and and potential donors say to me mm -hmm. why why do i give to this cause they're yeah. just going to go back they're yeah. just going to uh, be yeah. right and so yeah. Um, right. I think we need to remember that this subtle power and control um, yes. and this level of abuse is as addictive as drugs, is as powerful as, mm -hmm. as, as an addiction, right. mm -hmm. um, and it is not the fault of the woman. Yeah. I'm saying this, it's 2019, but I'm yeah. going to say it again. Yes. It is not her fault, <laughs> right. and, yeah, and right. she's not, you know, just choosing to go back yeah. because she's, you know, yeah. a glutton for punishment or whatever, right. you know. Right. I mean, there's mm -hmm. some very, very powerful forces. Well, and this all spurs kind of that conversation on kind of piggybacking on what both of you are talking about and, and kind of talking about, you know, our our reason for doing this and the, the validation, um, the, the piece of that is that we know um, from the women's movement mm -hmm. that when women talk to each other about their experiences yes. and they say, this happened to me, this happened to me, that they that's how we learn that, yes. you know, this isn't mm -hmm. just me, this isn't just happening to me, this is happening to you. And so you look at like me too. Mm -hmm. And so really having those conversations about, um, just being able to go to a friend or mm -hmm. go to a resource and say, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is what's happening and have somebody say, you're right, that's mm -hmm. not okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and getting that validation of, you know, that experience wasn't okay because that's how, you know, a lot of the stuff even came, mm -hmm. you know, started kind yeah. of coming yeah. out when, when, you know, especially with me too, you know, when we were saying, you know, this is what happened in my work 
you know, mm-hmm. experience or whatever. And other women were like, oh my gosh, you know, that happened to me too. Yeah, that's a good and they all kind of mm-hmm. got that validation that it wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. And it kind of lifted each other up. And so I think having those conversations around relationship violence mm-hmm. um, is, is super, super important because I mean, yeah. especially like I even know in my own past, just relationships, dating relationships yeah. or whatever, that there are a lot of things that we're taught as women are love. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you learn right. <laughs> as you grow up right. that you're like, oh, this, you know, kind of crazy jealousy mm-hmm. and the honeymoon, mm-hmm. you know, stuff mm-hmm. is yeah. not mm-hmm. how healthy relationships work. Right. And so just even being able to have, you know, that conversation of, you know, this well, isn't yeah, a fairy tale. Yeah, we're that, like, boys will be boys, yes. and when uh-huh. boys, like, kick you in kindergarten, right. that means they like you. Like, why is that even still and, a thing? And that's a big part of our you know, prevention work, sure. is, you know, this yeah. whole mm-hmm. run like yeah. a girl. And yeah. we have a whole curriculum um, that right. we teach to sports teams yeah. about mm-hmm. how this locker room talk, yeah. right? Yes. I mean, again, yeah. I can't believe it's 2019, I'm still talking about locker room talk, yes. but, you know, right. obviously that's prominent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is, it's, um, I, th- in, it, yeah. I never really kind of get into this because it's a little deeper than I tend to, but I think also... One of the ways that we've allowed um, people who are in, you know, LGBT relationships, Mm -hmm. um, freedom is to say that's none of your business, right? Right. Like that's how we've made it palatable to perhaps a libertarian Mm -hmm. or thought Mm -hmm. is to say, okay, that's none of your business. What happens in their bedroom is none of your business. They're just people. Um, But at the same time, I need to go out there and say maybe what's happening in some people's bedrooms needs to be talked about. And I don't want to devalue, you know, I don't want to get into anyone's privacy and I don't want to devalue anyone's experience by saying that. But at the same time, you know, I do want to empower, you know, people to talk about these things. So it's complicated. It's Mm -hmm. very complicated. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it does start. So, I mean, I think all of this just starts so very young Mm -hmm. and the gender socialization you know, going back yeah. to the prevention of, you know, yes. how girls are told to behave and how boys are told to behave and, and the feelings that are allowed and not allowed and behaviors that are allowed and not right. allowed and, you know, all of that then Consent. goes up. And it yes. literally, and it's not healthy for anybody. I mean, clearly this is not healthy for men either mm-hmm. and being able to form and have, you know, authentic, healthy relationships. Yeah, like you can't mm-hmm. cry. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> like you have to be tough. You and, you, yeah. and you have to yeah. talk about your sexual context. Yeah. And you yeah. have to, mm-hmm. you know, when yeah. you're talking, you know, you, yeah. you have to focus on their physicality and, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like you, you devalue, you know, perhaps mm-hmm. consent and things like that. Right. I think those are all the kinds of issues mm-hmm. that we try and raise in whether it's, you know, a sports team or... Right. Um, whatever right. yeah I think that's yeah. the starting point and it point. just unfortunately comes to you know that perfect storm of, of power and control mm-hmm. and this is how I wield my masculinity and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see that in domestic violence and sexual assault and I mean you know there's a reason those are linked yeah. as well because um, domestic violence and sexual assault while um, sexual assault doesn't always happen from somebody that you know we know that a large part, uh, you know, almost over 80%. That's right. Occurs um, in uh, in a relationship or somebody that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, you know, a huge mm-hmm. link between those yep. two and the mechanisms. And human trafficking as well. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest, those issues, uh, most yes. of the mm-hmm. young women that I know who've been trafficked, 
just think that they are perhaps in a domestic violence relationship. Yeah. They're like, right. oh, you know, my boyfriend just said, you know, he said it was fine if I sleep with this other guy because yeah. the guy right. would buy a spear, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it starts, and it's right. very subtle. Um, and, again, it's that power and control, consent, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. all those kinds of issues. Oh, for sure. And the boundaries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah, blurred. Yeah. yeah, very blurred. And then, yeah, and then we have the issue of women in those situations or really anybody in those situations who are unfortunately then perpetrating quote-unquote crimes Mm -hmm. um to keep from being you know Mm -hmm. beaten and and Mm -hmm. and abused um in in that dynamic or that relationship um and so then they're you know thrown into jail yeah as a victim and that whole conversation as well yeah, we could go on. The jail support group is always fun, and then I love jail um, support group. Yeah, I mean that yeah. was I I'm just sure. thought those it was were really eye opening to me, mm-hmm. and then I loved going in and t- being when we used to talk to the um, teens at the juvenile detention facility. Sure, and I remember I would do this like dating violence and healthy relationship mm-hmm. class, and they had to like sign up for it. So not it wasn't yeah. always a big group. Yeah, right. but I remember this was right when the, like the Rihanna and Chris Brown thing happened, mm-hmm. and so I was like perfect. So I like mm-hmm. bring all these resources and articles and like mm-hmm. song lyrics and all these things with yeah. me, and I'm like yeah. this is what we're gonna talk about today. And so I get in there and I talk to this group. It's probably I talk to like the girls first, and there's probably like ten or twelve of them, and then there's like maybe like ten, eight to ten guys in the next group. And I was like, so you know, what, what happened? And they all blame Rihanna. Mm-hmm. You know, they all thought no it was way. And it was just, and, and it just like shocked me. I thought at least mm-hmm. a few of, them, I mean, some I knew some sure. of them yeah. would, but I thought at least a few of them might be like, but especially the girls, like, well, wait a minute, yeah. like, and they were just like, wow. oh, she's just a dumb bitch, and it's like, interesting. it was, it was yeah. really interesting. Sure. And um, so, like, starting from that and mm-hmm. being like, you know, they're already in this place, they're right. already in the system, they're already right. down this path. And just, you know, I think I, I think I made them think about things. I don't think I changed their minds necessarily, but yeah. made them think about things. And then we right. went, we went, we met like every week and did lots of different exercises and stuff. And I think it at least made them think differently about maybe what they, you know, their assumptions and mm-hmm. what they, you know, and it's like, right. if we could just do that, if we mm-hmm. could just yeah. start even when younger, before they get to that point yes. to think just because, because in their household and their world and their friends, they're, they're, they're thinking a certain way about some of us are like, well, how could they even think that way? And right. they're thinking the same about us. So yeah. how can we get out of our yeah. comfort zones and, right. and, and think, and I think that's a, it's a real issue right now. We're very polarized in our mm-hmm. politics. We're very polarized in the groups and things we're a part of. Right. And it's just, it's just being able to reach out. And I still, I think about that a lot when mm-hmm. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. when I don't agree with someone or I think, how could they? think that right mm-hmm. like right. and I remember I remember thinking like how could these kids I'm just like, almost know. in tears thinking mm-hmm. how could they all think this and 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 then talking through it and then hoping that maybe some of them left thinking hey maybe that's not okay maybe this something like this happened right. to me mm-hmm. or maybe I've done something like this before maybe that's not okay and just just that spark mm-hmm. right could make all the difference oh, for sure. I think it's the hardest yeah. um in my I mean I can only speak to my experience but um, by the time it's at that point when we're talking to them in jail, um, it, yeah. they will claim they most of them would tell me or they wanted to claim whatever power they still had, right? Yeah. And so claiming it was my choice to be in this relationship or yes, I chose yeah. this, you know, right. like I, you know, mm-hmm. whatever empowered them in that moment, you mm-hmm. know. So Rihanna, like. Yeah. whatever going out and saying this isn't okay and saying I got taken yeah. advantage of was like oh, you can't like indict my power like that yes. yeah um, yeah. and that was our experience it really like mm-hmm. you know that that trauma is like in there um yeah. and that oh, was our sure. experience oh, yeah. when we would sure. when we did jail group um but they were 
Honestly, they are some. They are some of the the strongest women. Yes, oh for sure. Funny, yep. strong, mm-hmm. smart. I learned yep. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just I miss. Well, it. and I think that's you know just I think about myself growing up in a very conservative family yeah. in a very small town, and before I went to college, I mean my belief system and my mm-hmm. set of how I saw the world was completely different really from growing up and then yeah. going through college I still remember sitting in my yeah. first women's studies class and yeah being me like, too what <laughs> <laughs> really? like and yeah. it starts clicking and you're just like oh my god you know and so it's just that um I think that educational piece and that open-mindedness and, and being able to kind of really have that dialogue and have conversations mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. people and and for me I was you know just very open to information and, and receiving information and I wasn't like so steadfast in my beliefs Thank that I couldn't be swayed um but I also think that there's just a lot to um having those conversations and and making yourself open mm-hmm. to you know the the possibility that somebody in this situation there's there's things that are going on and things that led up to this that are kind of beyond their control and that um, it doesn't make them a bad person it doesn't make them you know this whole you know like, why yeah. don't they why don't they just you know leave mm-hmm. and that's so difficult because mm-hmm. like you said if you're I think what really the 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 barrier that seems to come up in all sorts of situations when you've got this judgment and this you know stuff going on is is that until you experience it or you meet somebody or you mm-hmm. kind of you know for me it wasn't I mean being thrown out on the streets of Wichita at 22 years old yeah. like, was my education and I learned yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but when you don't go through that process yeah, yeah. then um, it, it's hard to to change somebody's heart yeah. Um, and so I always say I wish people could just you know we could have yeah. hold like have people and I think that's why the tours are important. yeah and that yeah. It, I think that's mm-hmm. a good point I think yeah um, so let's talk about that I know we've been getting off yeah so let's talk about so they can they can do you guys do like some lunch and learns or mm-hmm. some tours so tell us about mm-hmm. how they can find out more and, and, and obviously I encourage that. everyone to reach out to, to our yeah. website and and get to, mm-hmm. and, and we do um, we do a lunch and learn um, and we will do a tour of our confidential shelter. Um, and we also have a lot of volunteer opportunities. And I think that's, I'm glad you raised that issue yes. because mm-hmm. I think um, another thing that I like to talk about with the kids, and I call mm-hmm. them kids, but they're yeah. adults, but, you know, right. young adults, <laughs> right. is um, the importance of getting out and doing hard volunteer work. Yes. And I know that that yes. sounds, um, sure. you know, can be a little judgy, but I think it's important to go to a place where you're seeing real life. Yes. Um, it's important to do any kind of community service you can, and I can't, de- I don't want to yeah. devalue yeah. that at all. Right. But I, I, again, getting back to, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, the importance of travel and the importance of, you know, yep. seeing the world and learning about different mm-hmm. people. And part right. of that is going and seeing how other people live yeah. and being in around a shelter, whether it's mm-hmm. a homeless shelter or our shelter yes. is very eye opening. So sure. it really is. Um, you can get information about taking a tour and learning more about what we do. I think it's, I mean, to see where we are is very eye-opening. Yeah. But also to get involved and just yes. come down and, I mean, it's not fun work. I mean, it's sweeping and painting and, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a village. You know, we all yeah. are doing all of that. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. that that's but really... It, it needs to be done. And you'll see that we need we need a bigger shelter. We need lots mm-hmm. of um, resources. And so if you want to donate, can you want to talk a little bit about the... Mm-hmm. Um, I love the... Um, no one goes... What is it? No one goes to bed... 
afraid afraid so tell us a little bit about that I'm so glad that you you know that Mm -hmm. we are doing that I know it's um the month is almost over but I'm gonna keep talking about it because I think I think what we forget about is the number of children that are involved in domestic violence it's like 10 million or something a year and the the chances of those children then going on to be perpetrators or victims Mm -hmm. are very high um and those it's the kids that that get to me because we Mm -hmm. are in the shelter there are always children so like 80 to 90 percent of our clients come with children um there's always like a cavillion children running around Mm -hmm. and and they they have my heart. Um, so sure. those are the faces. You know, they come in and and the especially if the police are bringing them in and they're a lethality. Like they're the trauma, yeah. the look of sheer shock is yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then to go on from there and to be able to see these kids open up, work with our parent child advocate, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Sure. Um, and since we are putting so many people in hotels that we never would have thought, like these are expenses yeah. we never would have thought. Mm-hmm. Now to have to have volunteers come and help us is invaluable yeah right because I mean you know it's we've been doing this for I don't know we've been in the community for over a hundred years so it's not like we're going anywhere but you know this is an unusual crisis so Mm -hmm. um that's why we're doing um this Facebook push no one goes to bed afraid this campaign and talking about it because I don't want anyone to forget about those kids and and the importance of them having the experience that they do with our agency Mm -hmm. which is you know hopefully you know gonna change yeah. this pattern this generational exactly. pattern exactly um so that it, i mean we i don't know how many we posted i think something every day there's yes. so yeah. much so, you so can, much great you information. can donate through that that's right right you can donate through that you can also set up when i was talking about you can set up to yes. donate monthly mm-hmm. so sometimes it's hard to like do that big amount yeah. but um you know if you can do something monthly that's mm-hmm. there a lot of things are set up that way mm-hmm. i mean you can probably go to the website yes absolutely you can donate through the website um and get connected with all of our different yeah. and yeah. and andrea always says don't bury the ask so yeah. i'll tell you I know, that's why I'm <laughs> don't bury the ask i know it's 50 to 75 dollars a night for us to put yes. a family in a hotel yeah. Um, and just the other week, I, was, I think I was telling you guys, there was a mom that came in, um, the police brought her in, and her youngest child was one month old. She had four mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. So, and she had to stay in our hotel for two or three nights before we had capacity at mm-hmm. our shelter. Yeah. So that's just, I mean, mm-hmm. one night, please. Just yeah. give us a night. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, who would have thought a 700%? We didn't, we did not go to our funders and say, yeah. mm, we're thinking 700% increase in the number of hotel stays, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, it really, and it, it makes a dramatic difference. Like, that... Yeah. Direct donation, I can mm-hmm. honestly say, will go towards, yeah, the, you know, towards. directly helping mm-hmm. clients. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just, and and things yeah. are supplies are donated, but you still have to go to the store. I saw Gracie got. Yes. Oh yes, gosh. I know. So you knew I her love, when you were there. I the, love yeah. Gracie so much. I Yay. hope she gets to see this. We Props need to, make sure we to Gracie. Yeah. Um, Gracie. Our Gracie got a proclamation yes. from the um, Kansas State House yeah. for her 18 years of dedicated, yes, selfless, selfless service to our agency. It, the kindest woman. Yeah. And honestly, Amazing. I don't know. I mean, I would be like, y'all shut up at this point. But yeah. she um, <laughs> is tireless. She's our house manager. Yes. She sorts That's all amazing. of our donations mm-hmm. and just makes sure things run smoothly. And, yeah. you know, people show up and they have nothing, right? Yeah. Yep. And so she's out there she, saying, here's some shoes, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, yep. amongst sure, other yeah. things. She gets, goes to the store. She gets them what they, you know, if they request mm-hmm. things, they want to cook dinner. And yeah. so there's, mm-hmm. you know, that But she's also on the chair fixing the light. I mean, she yeah. does everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. She's got big old muscles. Yeah. Yeah. If you see Gracie, give her a hug. <laughs> she's you know, um, know. She's an inspiration to all of us. Yes. Yeah. And her kindness and her giving. That's so cool yeah. to see that. Yeah. So yeah, some yeah. dedicated staff that have been there for years mm-hmm. and years. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely take the tour. Donate. And then we have, um, if you like to go to the, to, to the 
uh, gala is in town. The Bootleggers Ball is in February this it year. It is. It's February 15th. And it is so fun. I it promise. So fun. It's so not. Um, it really is. You I'm can so get... glad it's in February because I can never go. The first weekend in March, we always have yeah. a big beer fest in Lawrence. <laughs> and so I can never Priorities. go. <laughs> and we have, to, we have to work. We have to work it. So we have to go. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. And so we have to go. And it's like, a, it's like a whole weekend thing. And so I always have to miss it. And everyone's like, aren't you going to this? And I was like, yeah. I can't. So I'm so excited. It's a different The weekend. reason I think it's yeah. so fun is that yeah. um, you can like literally go on Amazon or somewhere and get yes. spend $15 yes. and get fun gear. Beautiful and it's a, stuff. It's a dress-up yeah. event. It so is we and we try and yeah. keep with the flapper. theme, yeah, bootleggers, yeah. flapper, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. We try and yeah. keep with the theme. Yeah, so. you can get a beautiful. I have a like a, a beaded sparkly thing that I've worn mm-hmm. like I got it was like a twenty bucks on exactly. Amazon. Yeah. I've worn it like you know six times yeah. or something, and it's still together. So yeah. you may you see me in the same to, dress this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to like buy a gown. You don't have mm-hmm. to. It's just and I yeah. love dressing up, and it's for a good cause. And so yeah, definitely. So we'll be. Sharing that, um, sharing that on here as well. Yeah. And so, lots of ways to get involved. Check it out. Just start by following them on Facebook, mm-hmm. checking out the website, um, and let's all work together to, yeah. in in not only end domestic violence, but just make it a little bit less of a, an issue here yeah. and yeah. an issue yeah. that we can all talk about and recognize. Yeah, yeah. So, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you both today. so much. I'm so grateful yes, for this opportunity. This I'm really. Um, let me. Be sure to follow Ceiling Breakers on Facebook and Instagram at Ceiling Breakers ICT. You can also find our website at ceilingbreakersict.com. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye! Bye.